You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast brought to you by ascully.com. And here are your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. Happy anniversary, Sid Talk. Anniversary of what? Happy anniversary of our marriage to each other. <laughs> oh, just to each other. I get it. I get it. 19 years? years. 19. That is correct. And why did we pick this? illustrious holiday groundhog day because as our we, wedding day. we both love the movie groundhog day <laughs> people may not know we got together old-timey internet and one of the things that i liked about your little profile and it was it's not a date it wasn't a dating thing it was just like chat with people back then slowly painfully on old-timey internet and yours thing said you liked movies and x-files and i was like oh x-files chit-chatting around we find out we both love movies in fact you sent me a list I a did. litmus test of as you will um a test ladies he sent me a test list of movies have i seen them and if i hadn't i needed to and i think that if i had told him i didn't like those movies we would not be sitting here on our 19th anniversary today <laughs> so, some movies that were on that list were clerks true um true romance i believe no i don't think true romance. possibly Maybe, yeah. And um, Train Spotting, also. Chasing Amy. All the Kevin Smith movies at the time. Dogma. There might have been just a couple then. Uh, Dogma was after, but. Yeah, those kind of movies. Yeah. I passed, apparently. You did. I liked them. Most of them. So, happy anniversary, you. and I love you very much. Ah, oh, I love you too, thanks. And on that subject, we're going to be reviewing a romantic movie. <laughs> it is Saturday. Controversial controversially romantic i think some people would say yeah saturday february the 2nd after the show number 568 we are a movie review podcast we're about to bring you a movie review for the movie crazy rich asians it's a 2018 movie you can pick it up now on blu-ray and 4k it's pg-13 from our friends at warner brothers and sid talk will give you the synopsis of crazy rich asians <laughs> What's that? It's like, are you ready to rumble? Um, it's a romantic comedy. You know, boy meets girl. Boy has a secret. Girl finds out he's rich. Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? She's rejected. She's accepted. Kissy, kissy, kissy face. I would, I would really, I would actually go for man meets woman. There's no boys and girls. It's a man and a woman. <laughs> Correct. It is a man and a woman. You're right. It's not my girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, it's no, it's not big, some earth shattering. It's not Suspiria. It's not something that's hard to explain. Hey, um, on the topic of Suspiria, <laughs> after watching it last week, and then I rewatched it with the commentary. Mm-hmm. And um, the second time around, nothing to do with the commentary. I was, they don't talk a lot of the time. They just let you watch the movie. It's like you're watching the movie and somebody talks every so often. But I think I liked it better the second time I watched it. Mm. So if I was completely negative last week. I wasn't completely negative. Not completely, but it was, yeah, you had a vibe. I, I think I'm a bit more positive after watching it again with the commentary. Nice. But anyway, that's not what we came here for. We came here for Crazy Rich Asians. It's a uh, romantic comedy. Which is pretty much the opposite of what Suspiria is all <laughs> yeah. about. If you, if you want to compare two types of movies. We, we saw the trailer for Crazy Rich Asians many times. It's on the beginning of lots of different movies we've many watched. Many times. Yeah. So we kind of knew what to expect, because that trailer actually does give a lot away, I think. Well, what is there to give away? Again, it's very predictable man meets anyway. woman, yeah. they fall in, they love each other, there's a conflict, there's a problem, blah, blah, blah. Can I give you what I thought about Crazy Rich Asians first? Yep. Okay. I'm not really a massive fan of romantic comedies. That's not necessarily true, because you love that shit. I can name a few on my hand that I really like. One of them love is... Love Actually. Um, love Actually. Um, the one with Topher Grace that we discussed this morning. In Good Company. Mm-hmm. That's kind of... That's not... Well, that it's kind of skirts the line of drama and romantic comedy, though, I think. That one. But I really like that one. There are a few where I'm like, oh, yeah, I really like them. I get exactly what they're going for. But in general, I don't seek these kind of movies out, you know? True. So Crazy Rich Asians, 
let me say, I'm going to be kind about it. <laughs> what did you like about it? What I liked about it was the fish-out-of-water kind of tale, even though it's nothing new, that she doesn't know what she's getting herself in for, into. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, spoilers. There might be some spoilers here. She meets a man. He happens to be crazy rich. And Asian. But hides that fact. And, you know, just pretends to be a regular guy. But when it comes time to go meet his parents in Singapore, they are, like, insanely rich. And she doesn't really get wind of it until they get on the plane and they happen to be in first class, which she's not very... Is this a synopsis or your opinion? <laughs> no, uh, this is what I'm saying is this is what I like uh, explaining to them. This is what I like about it. Okay. That she doesn't know what she's in for and the cast of characters that his family include are all crazy and rich and Asian, right? So nobody's, they're all kind of big caricatures, aren't they? All of them. Correct. And it, it presents some fun things along the way, I thought. But there again, the love story part of it, which I'm normally a sucker for a love story. I do like a love story in something. It never did anything for me the entire time, the love story. You weren't convinced? Even when there was the wedding part, which wasn't their wedding, by the way. But they were looking at each other as though they were getting married. And there was this music playing to make you specifically, you know, maybe cry at that point. It didn't do nothing for me, that part. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you have no heart? I think Is so. Is that what you think? <laughs> um, and, you know, other movies have. This one didn't. But I did find some... What's a movie that almost makes you cry and I already know what it is? Love Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Which one? The writer's story? When he goes to Portugal or wherever she's Almost from? all of the stories. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Walking Dead story. That one's dumb. Yeah, true. No, almost all of Love Rick actually. Grimes is in Love Actually, in case anybody doesn't know. I mean, he's not Rick Grimes. No, yet. I actually like that story too, even I though it's a bit weird. Kira Knightley and Rick Grimes. Yeah. But anyway, this one, the love story part of it did nothing for me. But I did find some of the situations funny, but then I found some of the situations like really off kilter. Like the some of the characters were weren't right. They d- they didn't seem you know the the guy who arranged the party on the boat? Mm-mm. There was a there's a crucial scene in the movie where they're on a big Oil. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he didn't seem like he belonged in this movie to no. me. It was really weird. Like, I guess he was supposed to represent another personality type. Another stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. So, as far as a romantic movie, it did nothing for me. And as far as a comedy movie, it, it very rarely I thought some stuff was funny. So is that, in my estimation that's not a success for me (laughs) well uh the other thing you asked me what i liked Mm -hmm. the other thing i really liked is they there's a lot of pop songs in this but in chinese i found that to be interesting and fun like to hear songs that you know like madonna and things like that yeah in chinese I, i enjoyed that i enjoyed um how it looks there are some cool locations. Um, but then, like, it it never commits to anything, really. Does any romantic comedy? Well, this one, in the middle, it gets a little, a tiny little bit dark, right? With the fish and the bed. Yeah, for like a half a second. For half a second. And I was like, oh, okay, we're getting into some meat and potatoes here. Something different is going to happen or whatever, but... It really gets out of the darkness pretty quick, right? Yeah. So there's none of that, even though they hint that they might be. Uh, and there's, it's not a simple favor, another movie with this guy in it. It's not like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's... On the, there's a, the political side to this movie. It's the first... Well, there was a Hollywood movie in 1950 that was had a whole Asian cast. And this movie has a whole Asian cast. And, you know, it's 2018 when it came out. Um, it's... You know, when we, I'm trying to word this correctly. When we watch the extras for this movie, what was the director saying a lot? This is important. This is yeah. an important movie. 
kept saying important. groundbreaking and make yeah it's important that we have the all asian cast yeah, and, and yeah but, but they saw it as a big big deal important because it's you know showing hollywood that an asian cast can sell a movie and it's viable and you know it doesn't have to be all white or black faces in movies there is also i, I did like that quote at the beginning about china you know the quote yeah leave it sleeping because when you don't want to yeah, wake it up I, I really like that now that quote is like the most important part of the movie that quote starts it off and you're like whoa that's some powerful stuff the opening scene of this where it shows the racism happening it's kind of powerful part it never ever goes to that level again does yeah it? nothing ever happens from that no, like no, no. you don't get the vibe you don't return to that place you don't return to that time no. you don't no one remembers back at that moment no one uses that moment as a reason to make any other choices in their lives. He doesn't remember it. Like, he's right there. He's a boy when it happens. Yeah. The snotty Explain. guy at a hotel wants to kick the lady out with her kids. They come in during the rain. And he's kind of like, wouldn't you be happier to go to a hotel in Chinatown? That's, you know. And then she has her husband by the hotel. And he's screwed over, basically. And the boy, who grows up to be our leading man is sitting there watching it all. He zooms in on his face. He looks back over his shoulder at the guy like, yeah, you know. And then that's it. Like, yeah. he doesn't ever mention it. He doesn't even, like, say to her, to the girlfriend, like, yo, there's this time. Because she says, I didn't even know. Because she, she makes a joke that he uses her Netflix password. He eats half of her food all the time. He always uses coupons and all that. And he's like, well, I don't think of their money as my money. And if he had just said, like, there was one time when I was a kid... And my mother did this thing, whatever. It would have made a nice scene, actually. Yeah, it would have. Then you hearken back to it a bit to kind of go to that those little dark moments, but they didn't really dwell on them. No, and and I, you know, this movie opens with a really c cool line of that text line of text. I was like, wow, yeah, okay, we're going somewhere. Yeah, it opens with that about race, racist people, and then never really addresses any of that. And so the first like few minutes seem important. And these people saying, oh, this is important. You know, it's really important we make this movie. Yeah, it did seem important. And then it seemed like a bland, like, American comedy for the rest of the time. Agree. Me. So if you're trying to be important, and the important part is just the fact that you've got an Asian cast, really, you should have really followed it up with the story, too, and made the story... Mo it can still be a comedy and have interesting you know, things to say about culture. I don't think this does. It just shows a lot of rich people. And uh, that's about it, right? Yeah, it becomes, like, generic rich people. Yeah. <laughs> to me. Again, we have to emphasize we're not Asian. And what we learned, we did get educated about something after reading up on this movie. Our perception or our understanding of what an Asian person is, we're not... We don't know, really, because people in that part of the world, there's a there's controversy about it. Some people claim this movie has no Asians in it because the only true Asians are X, Y, and Z people. Other people say, why did you put these people in it? Because they're not Asian, because we're Asian. Everyone else is except those people. And we're like, what? Like, no, we, yeah, that didn't we cross did my mind understand. until I read about this. Right, so a lot of that is their... To the people who are aware of it, sensitive to it, could potentially be offended by or, you know, like, misrepresented by it. We're, we're none of that. So anything that we say in reference to any of the Asian references at all, we only know what we know from a distance, superficially. That's the truth. So if I think it's cute or fun... That's because I'm going like what you just said. It all seems just like a generic romantic, romantic comedy. comedy. Yeah. It's well acted. It's I mean, there are a few over-the-top people. But, I mean, in general, I think it was had really good moments. But the overall thing was just very plain, straight up. You know, the heart rules your life. That's the, it, that's the message. Bit, and it's a bit blur for me. Spe but fun. It's fun. Especially, like, I mean... it. It doesn't really go anywhere, particularly. It, it's a beginning of a trilogy, which I kind of, in this film's case, I don't feel like no. is, is needed. No, know? not at all. I mean, 
What? They're going to get what married? What else are you going to tell us? <laughs> you know what the third one will be? Their marriage, won't it? The third one's when they get married. Or the second one's when they get married and the third one's when they fall apart, right? Have a baby. Yeah, have a baby. Crazy rich Asians and a little lady. <laughs> <laughs> father of the Asian bride, too, because we got to bring that father in there somehow. There so we're going to make some up with the other generic American, Yeah, you know. So as far as that's how it goes for me, they're the things I liked, and I find the rest of it very bland and very, I would almost say uninteresting most of the time. Yeah. And not, you know, like some... I don't know if it's uninteresting. You know... Because I find the people interesting, and it's well done, so I end up caring about them all. Do you, um, did you find it funny, though? Sometimes. remember, it's a comedy. Sometimes, yes. What, what particularly? I mean, you'll know if you... I did like her friend... Aquafina. Yep, I liked her sometimes. She was the funniest part of it. I liked I her family. I think it's a, I mean, again, I'm not in that, any of that, but I, I always compare things to what I do know. And there are people that I do know who, in the culture of your life, there are people who have money and live a certain way. There are people who have money and live a different way. <laughs> they have equal amounts of money in the bank. And over here, you might have what you'd be like, oh, they act like trashy people but they got a lot of money and these people over here act like snobs and they have a lot of money that was the contrast i was seeing between the roommate's family and the boyfriend's family was the sort of like old rich and new rich and the kind of behaviors of each one so i like that and i think her i don't know i've really liked her the main the leading yeah, lady rachel yeah, I think she had funny moments, and the way she was, I just, I liked it. I yeah. mean, I did laugh, but it was more like, oh, many times, for some reason. Meh. Um, but for me, um, yeah, that's it. It was, like, there were some parts that were, like, embarrassingly bad, I thought. Oh, like what? Just like some of that guy on the, that guy with the bazooka, firing oh, yeah, a bazooka. yeah, definitely. It, that was just like, it doesn't even, f this movie, see, why that didn't fit for me is that felt like it was coming from like a Seth Rogen movie, whereas the rest of it didn't. So it's like this one character who's out of this wacky American movie, who's like, yeah, it was walked yeah. into this movie and nobody else in the movie has got the memo. Like he's just this, this guy. I didn't like that. But as far as the, the, what I really, really liked was the mother she was really good. Oh, she was really good, yeah. Probably the best thing in the movie. Um, oh, I liked the girl. There's some nice locations. It doesn't look like they scrimped on anything, you know. But as far as the message goes, and the, the message, a lot of it is like, throughout the movie, is like, oh, materialism is great, right? And we, we get... Even when they're trying to like... You know a friend, Aquafina character... Even when she's going like, oh, these people are rich and you're going to get married to him. Let me let me come to the party and have a look. Like, as yeah. though she's a poor person. But then she rolls up in an Audi, a, you know, one of those Audis. Like, she's rich anyway. Like, it's not like, you know, it's not like there's any, like, she's the pauper and they're the prince. True. It, it felt like, it felt like there was nobody but crazy rich people. I guess that's why it's called what it is. Maybe you need... <laughs> Maybe it does for me need more of a comparison, like, you know, here are some regular people and here are the here are the rich people. Because I can't relate to the rich people because I'm not that rich like that. Right, but she's not rich, our no. leading lady. She's not, but she's also, while she is a fish out of water and that's the part I like, it doesn't last for long that she is. She gets used to it pretty quickly. Seems like it. Well, yeah. not quickly throughout the whole movie, but then of the sort... All of a sudden, she's right in there. Right. Um, I also know nothing about Mahjong, the game. <laughs> yeah. I've tried to play it on a computer a few times um, to try and get achievements on the Xbox 360 back in the day. And I kind of just fluffed my way through it and won some games. I didn't really understand what I was doing. It felt like it was um, a Asian version of Dominoes. You know what I'm saying? But this ho the whole end scene of this movie is a Mahjong game. And luckily, 
they made it so you don't really have to understand it to know what went on in the scene. Because I was a bit worried. I was like, oh, hold on. It's like a battle between the mother and the and, mm-hmm. the, and Rachel. And it's like a Mahjong game. And I'm like... But remember, it's a throwback to the very first scene of the movie when she fakes yeah. out a guy playing poker and tells you exactly what's going to happen on that last scene there with the mother-in-law is that... Or future mother-in-law is that the mother-in-law is trying to win instead of just trying not to lose or something like that. That was like the lesson. Let me give you a little fact as well. Okay. The Mahjong scene is not in the novel. Okay. It is only in the movie. And the it's in the movie because the director wanted to homage the Joy Luck Club. The Mahjong scene from that. I don't know what that is. It's a Oscar winning movie, I believe. Oh, okay. But that's that's why it's in there. But when that part happened, you know I hate to say this too. I have n- I know nothing about card games, and whenever there's a movie or TV show, and it's like, oh, we're gonna have a card game, and they put down the cards on the table and they turn them over. <laughs> I don't know who's won. I, I never know who's won. <laughs> like, oh, I guess is that good? Is that bad? I'm like, oh, hold on, let me look. Which one's smiling? Which one looks pissed off? I don't look at the cards because I don't I don't get it. So I didn't get mahjong, but luckily in this movie, you don't need to know how it is played. They make it clear. Yeah. So let's move on to the cast here. Constance Wu plays Rachel Chu. I mean, she's your favorite in this? Yeah. I don't know her. I liked her. I liked her too. Um, but you know what? I mean, I like some of it. I didn't like other parts. I never felt her chemistry with the guy that hmm, much. I did. I felt like they were... were because I felt like it was they were pretty cozied up several times. Yeah. I don't know. I felt it. All right. And but guy, I agree with you about the wedding scene that I didn't feel that like, oh. That, you could tell by the way that was made and filmed and the music welling up and them looking at each other that that was to make the audience cry at that point. Yeah. Were but you I didn't feel it. <laughs> I wasn't crying. <laughs> I wasn't crying. I am cold and heartless. Well, I mean that we all know that, but... Henry Golding plays Nick Young. We did last see him in A Simple Favor. He was the husband. Another cheery romantic comedy. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what? This is Henry Golding's first movie that he ever made, Crazy Rich Asians. He's not a star or a... He actually presents a travel program on um, British TV, it said. Hmm. But he hasn't made a movie before this movie. So, I actually think he did a good job. Yeah. Um, And obviously we've seen him in A Simple Favour, which came out after this. Um, But he seems like a good leading man for romantic comedy type stuff. You know? Yeah. Is he handsome? Yeah. I was going to say, why do you Take off the boxes. Is he handsome? (laughs) Yes. Why does that have to be the lead? The guy. Or a a secondary handsome guy. (laughs) (laughs) Why does he have to be handsome? And I'm just saying he handsome. is handsome, so... Define handsome. He ticks the box of handsome. And don't say every time you look in the mirror. <laughs> you know, Brad, Bradley Pitt. He doesn't look like Bradley Pitt. No, I'm talking of what you said What's handsome. Bradley Pitt. Okay. Is um, he? Okay. I think he's. De- I think people think he's handsome. It's good to know what you think is handsome. I like that. Um, who else? <laughs> Daniel Craig. No, I disagree with these people, these men that you find handsome. Bradley Cooper. Don't know about that. I'm just, I like. I'm just thinking of you know hairyish blokes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I, I'm. Not, I'm not I know that's woman. what I'm saying, but you're deciding that it's because he's handsome that he could be a leading man. So I just In want you to define comedy. what that means. Yeah. And you can't. So there you go. It's just an intangible, isn't it? Hmm. Anyway. I like True Detective guy. Oh, that guy. I think he's handsome. Anyway, Henry Golding <laughs> is good. I liked him. In I liked him in the other movie better, though. Mm. A Simple Favor. Even though the ending of that Simple Favor was really overdramatic and, and kind of like a soap opera. It's a bit weird. <laughs> Especially what happens to him. Uh, yeah. Michelle Yeoh, who plays Eleanor Young, the mother... Michelle Yeoh's really good in anything that you'll see her in. I will stamp that up. I was going to say, that's very definitive. I will stamp my 
Michelle Yeoh's seal of approval. <laughs> she was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. She was in... What else was she in? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think, I believe. You're talking about the mother? Yeah. Oh, really? She's been in many different things over okay. the years. Uh, I really like her. And I think you think you agree she's yes. the most quality item in this movie. Um, I disagree with that because I like the young lady as well. All right, and Gemma Chan plays Astrid. Like her too. Gemma she's Chan. She's really good. I really like Gemma Chan anyway. After watching four seasons of Humans, which is where she, where we was first introduced to her. Correct. Where we was or where we were. She was <laughs> Mia in Humans. Um, can't get Mia out of Humans out of my head anymore when I look at her. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but <laughs> but she was very good in this, She's and you know no what? She's no longer a robot. Gemma Chan, um, Astrid's story in this, I really liked, but I don't think they elaborated on it enough. Like, I the most feeling I had for anything was when she, towards the end of the movie, decided enough's enough. Yeah, that was like the most feeling part of this movie for me. But it was so threadbare the story it's like we meet them her and her husband i think it's just another relationship yeah but it's it's kind of threadbare it's very quick isn't it but you you get the whole story that he because he isn't from money and she loves him right that he's not a man because he's not providing for his wife and culturally that he's he's working extra hard to overcome that and he's mad at her because she because of his own perception of the situation she makes him feel less important than we have a bad choice that he makes so i think that's another interesting aspect of not just we're trying to tag asian culture on top of it all but any culture you know a really rich woman who marries a dude who has less money in some areas of any culture I don't care where you're from. You could be downtown London. You could be in my small town in middle America. And if the wife makes more than the husband, some people have an opinion about that. It, you know, I mean, it frames who you are, they think. I mean, so that I felt story like that is in good, there. You got all that just from their few scenes. Just from a few scenes. Yeah. But, and then you, you know that he's cheating on her. Mm-hmm. And, but then there's like a massive portion of the movie where you forget about her completely because she's not really in it that much. And yeah. then, then it tries to be super dramatic with what happens with that. That's what I mean. It just not, it's just not fleshed out enough, even though I did like it. Aquafina plays Peek Lin Go, and Ken Jong, who always gets on my irritation nerve, <laughs> plays Wai Mun Go. I think he's all too over the top, Ken Jong, yeah. always. Um... He's from Fresh Off the Boat, if you don't know who he is. Um, and he's he's always super... Are you what? talking about the guy with the rocket launcher? No. The the guy, Aquafina's family. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. Ken, Ken yeah. Young, he's wearing like a weird tiger suit, tiger tracksuit. Wasn't he also Doctor something? He's been in many comedy things. Yeah. But um, he's really super outrageous and... It never. Oh, he was. I think he was in The Hangover as well. But it's not. Um, in this movie, it kind of fit. But also, those characters don't feel very real, do they? Nobody's like that. Correct. Twenty four seven. It's not. It just feels like a comedian trying to do some. Stunting. I agree. What do you think of Aquafina? I liked her. She was funny in um, Ocean's Eight. Kinda. Also. Kinda. Yeah. Kinda. Not really. So this was directed by John M. Chu. He also directed Step Up 2, that dance movie that you all know and love. <laughs> the second one. <laughs> and he also, yeah, the second one of that yeah. that I don't know anything about. And he also directed Now You See Me 2. I like Now You See Me, but I never even watched the sequel to it. Mm. You did love it. You love magic. Yeah. yeah. So he's made those type. I think this movie kind of fits with those movies. They're kind of fluffy. And you know what I'm saying. Yep. I can see why they would pick him to make this movie. So what do you think of the direction of this movie? I mean, it's pretty straight up romantic comedy. There's nothing... There's nothing, like, artistic or... No. I mean, it looks beautiful a lot of the time. Yeah. I thought so, too. Good sets. Yeah. And, you know, but I don't think you would... And I do think for the for the genre, 
that some of the scenes were really well done. So, um, extras. I'm judging the genre. There are extras. There's a, there's a commentary by the director and the novelist, which mm-hmm. is interesting. There's Crazy Rich Fun, which is a making of. It's very brief, though. It's like a few minutes. And there's some deleted scenes and a gag reel. We watched the gag reel, and I completely forgot what happened in it. Nothing. I watched it, too. Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pretty much nothing. So as far as extras, you know, you'd be able to listen to that commentary, but the rest of it is pretty meh. So um, in conclusion on Crazy Rich Asians, I, um, I'm i pretty blah on it, to be honest. Hey, I'm pretty blah, said Talk. It did it depress you or <laughs> just saying it's not memorable enough to like It's not very memorable. Okay. Um it's That's fair. It, what it's opening what that opening quote and that opening scene promised, I didn't get any of that from it. So you it's, wanted like what did you want? I just wanted <laughs> I wanted more of a message or something. I didn't want it to be quite as fluffy as it was, I guess. Okay. I'd never read the novel, so I'm not familiar with how how it was going to go. I thought there might have been some darkness in it or something, but it never went anywhere like that, and I was kind of underwhelmed, I guess. So you but, did uh, want to watch Suspiria again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a couple of laughs, but not like not something where I was like, this is very, very funny. None of that. Well, that's unfortunate for you. So a bit meh for me. I will give it the score of meh. What are you, from the 21st century? <laughs> And you, what about you? I enjoyed it, but I'm not a huge romantic comedy person anyway. It's a split decision. So it didn't, it does the same exact thing for me as any romantic comedy, unless it's pretty exceptional, which is, eh. So yeah. And you know, as far as... But I had a good time. I don't judge it as harshly as some people in this well i'm not no i'm not completely harsh otherwise i would have said oh forget this i never want to see anything like that again (laughs) no i I, it's pretty close i I can't say i didn't have fun with some of the characters but i did find it pretty bland and pretty uninteresting but that's just me and we are a split decision here well i mean not really we didn't neither of us hated it or loved it no we're just <laughs> How long have I been married to you, and I still don't understand you? <laughs> so, um, you understand that what I would have a reaction to this movie like that—just middle of the road mm. nothingness. Kinda. That's my reaction to it. Whereas Suspiria last week, while I didn't, while I said to you, I probably wouldn't watch that again, even though I did <laughs> this week. <laughs> um. I have a, a, a compulsion to what if there's a commentary on a movie, and that includes Crazy Rich Asians, during the week. I so will it pop, might change your mind. I will pop it in and, and, and watch it again with the commentary on. Nice. Because you don't have to actually watch it, because you've already seen it. But listening to it, you do get some more information usually. But anyway, with Suspiria, I was in that mind of, well, you know, I appreciate what this is, but, mm, but then after going back and listening like, to it. I don't say, really want to spend another... It's kind of like Manchester on the Sea. Fantastic, amazing film. But you feel like, if I have to watch that again, I need like um, something to get over my emotional trauma. Because it's so sad. You can hardly bear it. Yeah. So to watch it again, so I'd have to rev up, even though it's so good. That's why I love Magnolia. Because I won't watch that every week. Because it it would actually slay you, wouldn't it? It's hard to take. (laughs) And it's hard to take. But when you've watched Magnolia, say you leave it for a few years and then watch it, it always gets me every time. It's got something about it that can stir your emotion. Really? What are you doing? I'm judging you silently. Yeah. From a distance. It's to do with the combination of music, the depressing story, because it's pretty depressing. There's more than one depressing story (laughs) in that movie. (laughs) It gets you. And it it's, makes a, it's you, a rave review to say this movie's so depressing that I barely want to watch it <laughs> every 10 years. But it has been one of your favorites since the first time we ever went to see it when it was at the theater. Absolutely. And uh, it's, we, we both need to rewatch it soon because mm. we haven't seen it for a long time. I'll, just, I, I have, I'll leave that to you. No, you, should, you need to feel it too again. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so um, next week's movie review will be Widows 
we'll look at that next week. That sounds like it might have some darkness. Widows. Nah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it, I feel like it's going to be like, and this is me prejudging it, so I'm probably 100% incorrect, which is fine. I don't care. But like Ocean's 8, you know? Oh, I don't think so. Mm. It, I, I saw a, pa- a portion of the trailer and it doesn't look anything like that. Okay. Nope. Oh, I'm going to trust you now. It's a bit more dramatic and serious. Than and that. if there's one thing that's held our marriage together all these years, it's that I'm right most of the time and you accept that fully. So next week, we'll be able to put that to the test. That's what she likes to think. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so movie recommendations. I am going on the subject of uh, Crazy Rich Asians. I will give you my favorite romantic comedy of all time, Love Actually. I will also give you Groundhog Day. Yep. And I will also give you a TV show called Humans with Gemma Chan, which has been on for four seasons. There is another season coming. Oh, God. It's a, a British show. It's actually on Netflix, I believe. It is awesome. It's a movie about... It's a show. It's a show. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's a movie because we've watched, you know... It's a TV show about, it's this, you know, near future, but we've invented androids that look after us. And what can happen. And they rise up against the yeah. humans. It's really not a new story either. <laughs> but it's really well done. It is well done. Um, yeah. So they're my recommendations. And mine are very basic, but this movie brought these to mind. One of them is Pretty Woman. Because Pretty you've woman. got your poor prostitute who can't pay her rent. She meets up with this rich dude happily ever after. Oh, there's a little trauma and a little bit of things. Something tries to keep them apart. But in the end, they... In case you haven't ever seen it, spoiler alert, happy ending, Num- as far as I remember. Number two is Arthur, also very wealthy man, uh, meets a woman in a cafe, she's poor, her and her father can you know don't have much money, blah, 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 things try to keep them apart, but love rules all, and in the end, spoiler alert, happily ever after. I remember Except that. for Arthur too, and then the remake of Arthur later. Those were not happily ever afters. Russell Brand. Ugh. I mean, I like Russell Brand. I did not like the remake, and I didn't particularly love Arthur 2 on the rocks. So, but those are mine. Rest in peace, Dudley Moore. Yeah. All right, so uh, Ace Gully stuff. I've been playing more Resident Evil. Resident Evil No kidding. No kidding. Uh, I'm I'm still not off my first playthrough. I'm playing through as Leon. I'm now in the sewers. There are zombies. And there's a big, giant, mutant crocodile. It's kind of terrifying if you play it with headphones on. And I'm still working my way through. The second playthrough will be Claire. You play through it twice. But uh, it is exceptional. I would give it a 10 out of 10 as far as video games go. Nice. It is really, really how you do a remake of a game. Um, If you haven't tried it, try it. I think, I was going to say there's a demo, but there isn't. There was a demo. Before it came out, but not anymore. The other game is the Grand Tour game. If you like the show The Grand Tour, pick up the game on the PS4. Or but the hey, Xbox. Scully, what's The Grand Tour? It's uh, the what took over. There used to be a show called Top Gear on the BBC. And what's it about? And about cars. Okay. And then one of the hosts, Jeremy Clarkson, punched a man in the face. <laughs> And then he, it's not funny, but the story is funny because now they're mega successful. And now they relocated to Amazon. Because Amazon dudes were like, we don't give a shit. You can punch anybody in the face. Yeah. We'll bring you over here and give you shitloads of money. I'm, I, from what I've heard, Amazon actually hire a man just so he can punch him in the face when he needs to. So if Jeremy Clarkson <laughs> needs to. I mean, it's not a funny story, like I said, but no. they turned out all right. No, and the Grand Tour is better for me than Top Gear ever was. It's really, really fun. Anyway, there's a game based on the show. And uh, the game operates in this way. You watch the whole episode of the show in the game, so you don't need to go and get Amazon Prime to watch the show. The show is involved in... It's actually in the game. You have to buy the game. You do, for fourteen ninety nine. It's right. not actually particularly expensive. And every week after the show is aired, like about two hours later, the game episode comes out. You download it and play it. And you play through the whole episode. You see the whole show. And whenever it's time for them to race cars or do a funny stunt or whatever they're doing, you the gameplay kicks in and you do that thing. Like this week, it was the special where they went to Columbia and they were doing wildlife photography. 
And there was mini games where you had to take photos of different animals. And there was a bit where you had to, uh, Hammond, Hammond's car got stuck in the mud and you had to be in Jeremy's car and pull it out of the mud using the winch. Uh, Who's Hammond? He's one of the other hosts. (laughs) And then there's also like racing parts where you have to do laps around tracks and get the best time. It's like playing the show. It's the closest I could see a video game doing to playing the show. There's usually between 10 and 15 gameplay segments during the show. So it might take you an hour and a half to watch a show that's normally in an hour because you've got the gameplay bits. But um, it's really fun. It's not like Forza Motorsport. It's not super accurate physics of cars and stuff. It's just built for fun. There's a part in this Columbia part where they went across this really narrow bridge in this big monster truck, and you have to do that, and you have to watch the wheels, and like they just fit on the bridge, and you've got to keep correcting as you're driving. It's just fun challenges like that that you do. It's fourteen ninety nine. It's on both consoles. Sounds I like recommend out in it. the country where I learned how to drive. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and the other thing is weirdly, this is a weird one. I bought a pair of earbuds, you know those wireless earbuds that you just put in your ears? Like the i, what do you call them? Earpods? I don't even know, but I I think we all know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, I got some for Android. They're the ones that you push in your ears. They kind of look like those things that singers have in their ears when they're singing. Yeah. Yeah, well, I got a pair of those around Christmas time. They're from Anchor. They're called uh, Liberty Light by Soundcore. I bought a pair from Amazon. And when they came, they were missing the rubber ends that go on the headphones. So I emailed the company and they said, oh, we'll send you some, we'll send you a packet. About a week later, I got a packet with all the things and everything was fine. I've been using those uh, pods or whatever you call them since then. And I love them. But then out of the blue, I got an email from them and they say like, you know, we, we see here that you had a issue with your headphones and you contacted customer service. Would you like to, with bringing out some new headphones, would you like to try them for free? And I, I said to you, is this seems like fishy or <laughs> weird. But anyway, I, I replied back and said, yeah, I'll try them. This is not an advertisement, by the way. They just asked me to try them. And they sent me a pair of their, I can't remember what they called. That's not oh. a good advertisement if it was. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but their Bluetooth sound cancelling headphones the ones that go over your head they're very much like the bose ones that everybody buys for air you know to go on airplanes with come in a hard carrying case and they've got that you know what do you call it sound cancelling technology so when you put them over your ears everything goes dead like you can't hear the outside world and when you put some music on it's just you and the music there's no like in this room you can hear a pc fan on or you know, different noises in this room. You can't hear any of that. I find it really soothing or something. <laughs> I've been playing Resident Evil, which is a game where it's best if you only hear the game to get the full atmosphere and not, like, the, the surrounding noise. And uh, they sent me these just for no reason. Really. Not really. Let's explain the whole thing. Then they have you go to Amazon to get it. So as if you're a customer to get those, and then they're going to ask you for a review. Well, so I haven't pretend... been asked for a review. Not yet, but I mean, that's the implication. We all live in a modern world. Even but... though it's nice and you love them, but still, let's not sugarcoat it. I thought it, it was pretty cool. They're like $100. That is cool. They sent them me. I really like them. I love wireless headphones anyway. I don't like having a wire when I'm sat on my yeah. computer. I like to be able to just stand up and wander away and still listen. So, um, yeah, I've never had that happen. The company's called Anchor. If you go on um, Amazon, you'll see tons of products. They make loads of headphones, Bluetooth speakers, that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, they're really cool so far. They're called, um, I'll tell you what they're called next week. I have no idea. Put the box away. But uh, what's for dinner, Sid Talk? I haven't decided, but you did request... I don't, for right or for wrong, after we watched this movie, you did request that we have Chinese food. I did. So we might do it that. It sounds delicious. I don't know. Why do you mean you don't know? Well, I didn't love the one that I had the last time. I love, like, the spring rolls. Oh, I love that one last time. Noodles. Maybe you just get the one I got then. Yeah. Because it was big, really good. 
Big vegetables. It had mushrooms in it and like snap peas. I'll think about it. So I don't know for sure. If it's not that, what else is it? <laughs> if it's not that, it'll be mashed potatoes and corn and peas. But we should have that. It's our anniversary dinner. Chinese? Yeah. I, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, we'll do Chinese. Right. Oops. Issue settled. <laughs> what is your advice? My advice is when someone disagrees with you, points out something that they think is flawed in what you think, just tell them more. Tell them more about why you think that instead of telling them why they're wrong. Because they're just asking. Some people are going to try to hammer you and be like, you're an idiot because you are different than me. That's a different person. But someone's just saying to you, why do you believe that? Why did you vote for him? No matter what their tone is, just tell them. Don't be offended. Don't be all sensitive and shit. Just tell them. Explain thoroughly. In your life, this has happened, that has happened, this is why, and this made me think this, and this taught me that. And then you're going to be surprised that they're going to tell you, from their perspective, why they don't choose that thing, or why they don't think that thing. That's a conversation, not like an idiot brawl (laughs) with words. So my suggestion, if someone doesn't agree with you, just tell them more. You might think, oh, I shouldn't have to justify my beliefs, my precious little beliefs, my precious little political views. You're not justifying them. You know, the thing that you tell the other person, that experience that you had or the reasons that you have for your own thoughts can do two things. More than two, but these two things. One, it can make you review it, maybe question it, and rethink That's not a bad thing, because you might come to the same conclusion, you might come to a different conclusion. And number two, it might give them something new to think about that may bring them to a different conclusion. Telling someone they're an idiot doesn't really foster (laughs) any sort of education, you know? So that would be my suggestion. One other topic before we leave is uh, the Oscars. We haven't announced, we haven't mentioned the Oscars. Did the... um Nominations. Nominations. And some movies were in there. What did you think of Black Panther for Best Picture? I don't know. I don't think I don't think I have a grasp on what Best Picture needs to be anymore. Um you know, the qualities for a Best Picture are going to be different for everyone. Right? I always think performance, story, innovation in technology, or so memorable that you can you just are shaken by it, or it's so obtuse that it's like it just jabs you, and you've just and it's well done as well. But you know what's well done, right? So I don't know because I wouldn't think any Marvel movies, even though I like them, they're enjoyable. They have high quality of production values. They have good special effects. They have some good stories. I mean, it's all the same story. Big bad guy wants to destroy the universe or whatever. And then the good guys have to save everybody. It's not really like genius storytelling or anything, but as a spectacle and as a movie experience right up there on my list. But do I value them more than something like we saw with, you know, moonlight or perfect or what was it called? Yours, the thread (laughs) phantom thread, phantom thread, There's a quality there that's just different. It may be less accessible to some people. So I get that. So is it higher quality just because it's what it is? But it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anymore. If I had to pick mine, I can only pick from the ones we've seen. So my my This is the best picture nominees are on my screen right now. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We have seen Black Panther, Black Klansman. We're, We're going to see Bohemian Rhapsody and A Star is Born soon. Um, but I mean, if you really think about it, even though you and I are fans of the Academy Awards and the Oscars and movies and all that, it is kind of a tired old system. It's very political and inside of the Hollywood thing, whatever catches someone's political either agenda or we've got to get this movie through because it's so different than anything that's ever been. So we're going to spend shitload of money because, you know, people might not know how it works. You start advertising your nomination You have to nominate, put your movie out there to be nominated. So you sort of court people who are part of the Academy. 
you court the public, you court public opinion, you get it right out there, full page ads in all the Hollywood newspapers and New York newspapers. You just like, if you have the stuff behind you to get it out there, more people see it, then your chances of nomination are higher. Whereas if you have a smaller movie that may be 10 times more the cinematic experience than anything like a Marvel movie, but you don't have $10 million and you don't have people who work at um, Hollywood Insider and you don't know people who write for Hollywood magazines or anything. So your movie's not going to get the attention and one person might go to the Academy and go, I'm going to write this one in. And everybody's like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. So... It is a popular vote to an extent. Some of the cream does rise to the top, as we know, you know? But Yeah, totally. But not always. Um, I like the um, visual effects category. Because yeah. Because it, it consists of Avengers Infinity War, Ready Player One, Solo A Star Wars Story, First Man, and Christopher Robin. Right. I would give it to... We don't know. Have you seen all of them? I've seen one, two, three. I've seen all of them apart from Christopher Robin. Okay. So I would give it to special effects, ready player one. Okay. Would you? Yes, I would. Hmm. I disagree. There are amazing special effects. Uh, I'm really pissed off that First Man didn't get the Best Picture nomination because I loved it. It was really good. But it did get visual effects nomination, sound mixing nomination, and production design. But it's not... You know, it is not Best Picture, is it? It wasn't nominated for Best Picture, no. I also like the animated feature film category, which has Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man Into the (laughs) Spider-Verse. I really would like a Spider-Man movie to win an Oscar. That'd be really cool. So uh, please let that one win. But see, again, you're saying that like there, so no quality is involved just because it's a Spider-Man movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, but Um, it's still an enjoyable spectator sport. Yeah. So we're, yeah, that's the Oscars and it's on February the 24th. So uh, we will. That's my brother's birthday. We will be watching. That old bastard. (laughs) All right, so in conclusion to this week's episode, you can catch us on ascoli.com, sitar.com, Twitter and Facebook. Catch this podcast on the Google Play Store. I'm also on Instagram. The iTunes Music Store. The RSS feed, ascoli.com, click on the word podcast. You can listen on the page, subscribe. If you've got an Amazon device, say, listen to After the Show podcast on TuneIn. It will play the latest episode. We're also on YouTube. Email feedback to me at aceclear.com. Don't email Sid Talk. And stay classy, you crazy rich Asians. Oh my god. <laughs> and I'm going to say, think for yourselves or someone will do it for you. <laughs> <laughs>